You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're continuing our study of how God turns curses into blessings. And we completed our study last week in the book of Genesis. We found no less than five different places where that there was a curse that was brought against the children of God or the family of Abraham. And ultimately, that curse was turned around and what uh, the enemy staged for destruction was completely turned into great redemption. And so we're going to keep following this pattern. Nehemiah 13.2 is our text. Hope you'll remember this verse. Howbeit, our God turned the curse into a blessing. And that's a good summary statement. That's something to commit to memory. Now, after Joseph, sometime after, there was a new Pharaoh who came to power. In fact, he was of a completely different dynasty. He wasn't just the son of an old Pharaoh, but uh, there was a total change of government. <clears throat> he had no regard nor memory of anything that Joseph had done to save Egypt. And had he known about it, it wouldn't have mattered to him anyway because these were not his people. He was an outsider who became the leader of the government. Now, unfortunately, uh, he forgot this, that God not only saved the family of Jacob during the time of the famine under Joseph, but he also saved all of Egypt. So the whole of Egypt earned or owed its existence uh, to Joseph and the dreams that he interpreted for Pharaoh. He saved the whole nation. This new line of Pharaoh's was very cruel, and they were also very fearful of the Hebrews, probably because their birth rates were lower, and the Hebrews' birth rates were relatively high, and they soon were able to eclipse the Egyptians in numbers. Therefore, the Pharaoh uh, instituted a murderous scheme to, lim uh, to limit the birth rate of the male Hebrews. And so this is what it says in Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Now that's what he told the Hebrew slaves. He forced them to kill their children. Of course, uh, probably many people rebelled against that and did exactly what Moses' family did. So this development forced them into doing something unusual. And so uh, it may sound extreme. It would be a very hard thing to do, but you could certainly understand why they would do it. So let me read to you. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi, or Levi, went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. King James says that Moses was a proper child, meaning he was a very good-looking baby. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, and put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. 
and his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. So she would have been able to put him in a backwater area where the flow of the river wasn't strong, so he would be uh, hidden among the reeds and uh, not washed downstream. And so then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? Now, no doubt that uh, Moses' sister had been coached to say these things. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, because I drew him out of the water. And that's what the name Moses means, obviously, in the Egyptian language. Now, this is a fascinating thing. The whole thing came about because of an evil intent from the Pharaoh. But what I want you to see is that the Pharaoh had absolutely no idea that his commandment was actually going to bring a Hebrew deliverer into his very own house. And so if you want to talk about flipping the script, this really takes the cake. Uh, Moses was brought into the house of the Pharaoh and would have been raised as a prince. And by the way, in those days, adoption was a huge thing with the ancient peoples uh, in, in Rome, ancient Rome. There were wealthy Romans who, as their children aged, became concerned that their own children were not behaving responsibly. And so they would go find some other young person of their own child's ages and then go ahead and adopt them into their family and give them the family wealth because they trusted them more than they did their own kids. Now, we wouldn't do such a thing today, but it was very, very popular for adults to be adopted into the families of the aged uh, back in the ancient world. So Moses was raised as a prince, and this is a fascinating thing. Now, I'm going to read to you from the book of Acts, chapter 7, and we're going to pick up at verse 20. And, and this is really an incredible passage. I want you to pay very close attention to this. It is the uh, sermon of Stephen, and he's preaching to the Sanhedrin, and he's giving a history of the Jews. Now, it says, At this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And pay attention to verse 22. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Now, we read that, people read that all the time and, and pass right over the significance of it. The scripture says that Moses was mighty in words and deeds, but it is also connects that idea 
to the fact that Moses was raised as a prince. He was put into Pharaoh's house. And as such, he had a different mindset, a totally different way of thinking than did his Hebrew relatives. His Hebrew countrymen were slaves. A slave didn't have the courage to speak openly. A slave would not openly defy a master. A slave would not say, we're not putting up with this. This isn't right. A slave would not do that. But if you were raised as a prince, you would have that kind of thinking. Now, the oral traditions of the Jews and some of their other sacred writings, the commentaries and so forth that came from thousands of years ago, tell us that Moses was a general in command of an Egyptian army and that he was the leader of the troops that went in and vanquished an enemy force. And he was a hero in his country. As such, he would very likely have been in line for the throne of Egypt. He wasn't just one of many princes. He was probably the distinguished prince, prince even though he was adopted. So what we see by this is God has this amazing sense of humor. Here is a baby who is condemned to death, yet this very baby who was considered an enemy is brought into the palace of the Pharaoh, raised, educated, trained to be a leader, a warrior leader, and God had to separate him from his own people for their sakes, so that he could think like a deliverer. God did not raise up a deliverer who came out of the Hebrew people in the thinking of the Hebrew people. He came out as an Egyptian, and that's the reason that God was able to use him in the way that he did. Now let's read a couple of other verses here. It says, seeing one of his brothers, All right, let's take a look at it, verse 23. When he was 40 years old, it came into his heart. Now, he may have had an education with the Egyptians, but he had things in his heart that drew him to the Hebrews. It came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. This also tells me there was a great deal of segregation there. Certainly would have been just because he was a prince. He would not have run with common people, even with common Egyptians. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. He, he, he did that by nature, for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And again, it's because they thought only as slaves. They were fearful of everything, and they accused Moses. They said, are you going to strike us down, just like you did the Egyptian yesterday, because he tried to separate two of them from arguing and fighting each other. And so Moses fled when he heard this, because he knew that the secret was out. And so he went to the land of Midian. God opened a door for him to be there. I want to say this to you. When you follow God, your life is like a chain. And a chain is not one single strand of steel. It is a strand of different links. And a link is a section of your life. 
and one section leads to another, to another, to another, to another. And so now Moses is in a new section of life, but every section of his life would be used for God to pull. In other words, what he's doing in Midian during this 40-year period, there at the foot of Mount Horeb, he is there where God will have him take the children of Israel in the days to come. And he's not wasting time. So God develops you like links in a chain. And don't be surprised if you don't have a number of different phases in your life. And I'll tell you, even though you may not realize it, there will be something come from every one of those links and phases that you will see play an important role in your life. And that's what's happening here. And God took this amazing curse which is kill all the baby boys, and used it to put a Hebrew into the office or the house of the Pharaoh to raise him up to be a deliverer. It's all the time we have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I hope you'll join me then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.